back to another episode of Ion Horror. We are very excited to bring you our one year anniversary episode. Congrats Holy to shit. us. Uh, but first I should introduce myself and my two co-hosts here. I'm Chris and we've got Miles. Groovy baby, hello. <laughs> and we've got Josh. What's up, Josh? Hey, Tomb Zoners, one year. Congratulations <laughs> to all of you as well. Birthday to <laughs> us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one year. 365. How long I used to think it took for a baby to be conceived and born. <laughs> and then I realized it was closer to nine. But, you know, why not round it off? Dude, I'm pretty <laughs> sure elephants carry for like two years. Shit's crazy. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, mother of God. But we don't. We bring them out right out the gate. And I didn't realize this was our one year episode. 12 month birth. <laughs> I feel like I missed this conversation somehow, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, we mentioned it. It was brought up. <laughs> Twelve-month birth. <laughs> I can think of no better movie to talk about on our one-year anniversary, though. Yeah, so I should say, we should tell them, I guess. Our one-year anniversary film that we are covering is The Cabin in the Woods from 2011. Josh you dog. Yeah. Oh, God, Josh Whedon. <laughs> Canceled Josh Whedon. He didn't but direct this though. Who directed this? Drew, Drew Goddard. Goddard. Yeah. Yeah. Who did another movie that we just did? What one was that? Uh, he did Cloverfield and. Uh, oh, something else. He did World I War Z. Like... Oh shit. He did The Martian. This dude's pumping out hits. Yeah, and he also direct. He wrote episodes for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Alias, and Lost. Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah. Drew Goddard, yeah. got your number. Yeah, he did Deadpool 2. Uh, he, he was an uncredited writer for that one, actually. Wow. And he directed and wrote Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, so, I never so. saw it. Was that good? I liked it, yeah. It felt very yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Got the Hemsworth. I like Hemsworth. Yeah, he loves him some Hemsworth, some Hemi. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Before we get yeah. into that, though, what yeah, exactly, spoopy? exactly. I was thinking the same thing, Miles. Uh, I have been waiting to tell you guys this. I didn't even show them this before we started recording, but I bought some shorts recently, and they are Gengar. Oh shorts. shit! Yeah, I saw these in the group chat. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! I love it. There's the dopest look. The horror Pokemon. Yeah. So had to get had to get my boy Gengar. And uh, when I'm chilling around the house, they're just perfect. So, fuck yeah, that's my spooky shit for this week. What about you, Josh? Uh, today for Miles' podcast, the Distant Podcast, I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, Freddy's Revenge. Mm. <laughs> so, you want a brief synopsis right now? Man, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> there are some redeeming qualities, but it's nowhere. It's not near the original at all. But that's for another show. Uh, and I started watching part three, which seems pretty fucking amazing. So I'm pumped to watch the rest of it. Hell yeah. Truth be told, but, uh, I forgot we were doing that on my show until you <laughs> reminded me this morning. <laughs> yeah, Miles has been very busy, but we recorded Nightmare on Elm Street to do all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets for his Halloween spooky time episodes. 
And I text him the other day and go, when are we doing another Nightmare on Elm Street? And he's like, whose show are we doing that for? <laughs> I'm not the most active podcaster these days. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just dump podcast. It's it's a rare treat. It comes out sporadically. <laughs> Formerly every week, now every three months. <laughs> but I'll do... And now every episode starts with I'm back and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Perfection. If anything, I'm consistently inconsistent and it's dope. <laughs> it's a great show. Though. Listen to the disc dump if you haven't. It's, oh. it's really, really good. Thanks, brother. That's sweet. You're just saying that because you're on every other episode, but thank you. <laughs> no, I'm not. I love it. I listen to the episodes I'm not on. <laughs> You should see my fucking anchor right now, though. It's been so long since I've, like, done any episodes that the, like, line chart is, like, skyrockets Very. down. Two listens. <laughs> like, <laughs> so crazy. Um, Miles, what what did you do that was spooky? Uh, I got, so uh, I'll, I'll save one for the next episode that we record when we record it in the distant, distant future. An hour from now. And uh, this one is, I got this fucking dope, I'll show you again, Mike Myers shirt, <laughs> where the, the knife over his face like the movie is actually Mike Myers as Austin Powers. <laughs> Boom! Hey. I never not laugh looking at it. <laughs> I'm one of those people who I see a Facebook ad for something I like and I blink and it's like, <laughs> confirm payment? <laughs> and uh, this is one of those times. So yeah, I got a, I got a cool shirt, guys. I got another oh, one that's like a Blue Moon logo, but it has Jack Skellington on the like the swirly thing on the logo of the Blue Moon. It's pretty cool oh, too. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Blue Moon. That's my favorite beer. So I, I love Jack Skellington. He's my favorite Skellington. <laughs> second, um, actually, second favorite because his dog. His dog? Oh, Pluto. No, not Pluto. Yeah. Not Pluto. I have no idea what his name is. I'm just going to say yeah to whatever you say. <laughs> Gerald. Gerald the ghost dog. Uh, what the, no, this is going to fucking kill me. Jack Skellington's dog's name. Um, his name is... Uh, I know it, too. It's Nadine. 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 I love you, Nadine. <laughs> uh... This is how you derail the entire show. Dude, there's just just (laughs) bring up a character that no one ever wants to talk about. There's a series of videos that are just ridiculous, like cartoons of what is Jack Skellington's dog's name? I'm never going to find this. (laughs) So I give up. That's somebody else's task. Find the dog. His name is Zero. Zero. Anyway, thanks, Josh. I recommend you watch those videos because I have no idea what's happening, but there are quite a few of them. absolutely classic yes so um oh wait i got another shirt too i forgot about this one i thought, I thought you were saving it oh no i got something else for the other one yeah uh, yeah look at that no shit. shortage of horror stuff oh dear that's been your spooky thing before no it hasn't i just i yeah, got it between these recordings oh i told you when i ordered it but we got the uh Jason, uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 exclusive t-shirt, limited edition, shouldn't have spent so much on it shirt. It's pretty cool. 
I'll post pictures of it on the socials. It'll be dope. I'll post pictures of both of these. But Miles has got the listeners out there thinking every day he's wearing a different Friday the 13th shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my whole closet's F13, bitch. I am, like, replacing my whole wardrobe because it occurred to me I own all of the shirts I wore in high school still. And I'm 31 years old, so I decided I'm going to get rid of those and start anew. So there's been a lot of new shirts, and we're getting some more horror ones as the time goes on here. Can't beat the classics. Can't beat the classics. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't throw it out till it's got holes in it. I mean, even yeah. then. I just <laughs> yeah, sometimes even then. Broke my heart, though. I just had to get rid of my OzFest shirt because it's a medium. Not, I've not been a medium in a very, very, oh, very long time. But Another feeling. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk about Cabin in the Woods for a second here. Just, just briefly. Yeah, otherwise we can just riff, riff away like this movie does. Um, so, yeah, the the cast, Kristen Connolly, who I had never seen her in anything else, but apparently she was in House of Cards. And Chris Hemsworth, obviously, you know him as Thor. Yep. Anna Hutchinson. Hutchinson. I've never... Oh, she was fucking Yellow Power Ranger? Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Is that Power, the blonde one? Power Rangers, yeah. Power Rangers Jungle Fury. Oh, Power Rangers showing her titties in this movie. Yeah, yeah she is. See, the stoner, I had never seen I him. Like it. I loved him so yeah. much. He's in Van Francis Helsing. Cranes. He's he's hilarious in Van Helsing. He's like I, he's like the scientist guy. I feel like he might be Igor, even. I forget what his name is in that, but he's like this little scientist guy. He's like giving him all the tools and shit, like a, an automatic crossbow. I would love to see him in more stuff. Apparently, he oh, started no, directing. I know who that is. That is... Uh... David Wenham. Is that the different guy? guy? He's the guy from yeah, he's from three hundred. Okay, whatever. Lives. Yeah, they look they look very much alike. Yeah, I'm surprised. This guy started his career in Donnie Darko. Oh. Frank's friend. Richard (laughs) Jenkins steals the fucking show in this though. Mr. Jenkins. (laughs) Oh my god, he was in he was in the village. Richard Jenkins? No, this fucking stoner. <laughs> stoner. Oh, wait, we're still on him. Wait, who is Richard Jenkins? On the... Richard oh, Jenkins yeah. is the, the dad from Step Step, Step Brothers. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, he's amazing. And Brad Whitford. Who the fuck is this guy? He's Bradley in... Whitford. He's the bad guy from Billy Madison. He's in uh, Get Out. He's like the, he's in the West Wing too. Josh from West Wing. Yeah, those two dudes are by far the funniest characters in this show. In this movie, oh, they're the best. Oh yeah, they're great. <laughs> Their dynamic is fantastic. So good. Um, yeah, so pretty good cast. We've seen all of them in other things. Um, this was like a young Chris Hemsworth. This felt like a 23-year-old Chris Hemsworth, if I had to just yeah, throw a number out. This was made before Thor, but then got shelved and didn't come out until after the Avengers. Yeah. Which is insane. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the, for like two years. the most famous person in this movie who's a surprise at the end. We'll spoil it now. Sigourney Weaver is like the main bad guy of this movie. Out of nowhere, too, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, who's better than Sigourney Weaver? She is the best. It is a weird cameo. Yes. It is a very weird (laughs) cameo. So out of nowhere. Also, the other kid that's with them, the, what do they call him, the scholar, the kid with the glasses? Yeah. He's on Grey's Anatomy. He's been on Grey's Anatomy for like 15 fucking years. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Jesse Williams is his name. Sounds like a country singer's name. I think he's in the Evil Dead remake, too. I think is you're he? right. I, I think he is. 
Which well, is funny because the the house in this looks the cabin in the woods looks just like the cabin in the woods oh, from the fucking sure. Evil Dead. And they read from the Necronomicon. It's like this a spoof of the same plot. Yeah. Let's talk about how the commercial for this movie was a real fucking bait and switch. Like yeah. the commercial <laughs> for this was it's gonna be a real hardcore slasher film, and then we open up with two dudes in an office. I love not knowing what the hell is going on <laughs> it was like, so good am i watching the right movie right now yeah i know right like you really i mean and the way that the intro comes in it's like cabin in the woods <laughs> out of nowhere massive red letters like freeze frame <laughs> screaming yeah it's so good i love it from from start to finish this movie is a trip um <laughs> so yeah like, I think if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, definitely stop listening right now and watch it. It is fantastic. Horror comedy, which I think is one of the reasons why we all love this movie so much, is it nails the horror comedy genre, like, perfectly. Like, it has really good horror, really good effects work, but then it also has hysterically funny moments, like the fucking bong coffee mug. The bong coffee <laughs> mug is amazing. It's, like, it's my favorite so top ever. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it is. It is a dark comedy too, because the horror is good horror. Like it's not cheesy like in most horror comedy movies. Yeah. Like the scary shit in the story is so good that you like you. You're like once in a while you're like, why am I laughing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the dude. When I was rewatching it today, because I I rewatch this movie at least twice a year, and when I was rewatching it today, I was cracking up at the scene where. The whole, like, staff is all standing there when they're about to have sex. Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Anna Hutchinson's character. And it just, like, cuts to, like, all these middle-aged businessmen in lab coats <laughs> just staring straight up at this massive screen. It's I'm, The way that they shot it is just hilarious to me. You know um, I'm one of those dudes in the lab coats in real life, though. <laughs> like, that's definitely who I would be in this movie. <laughs> They would be subscribing to our podcast just for the boob report, for Absolutely. sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, like you said, we, we open with all of the, the shit that's going on in the underground bunker, um, saying that there was a failure in the operation in Stockholm. Um, and then we get our introduction of our five characters. Yes, five characters. And... Um, each one basically serves a stereotypical slasher archetype for a character, which this movie is like, in my mind, the film that comes to mind first when I think about it is Scream, just because of the commentary it has on the entire genre. And it's so good. Like, mm -hmm. the fucking scenes where Kurt, uh, Chris Hemsworth's character, is chilling outside the RV with a fucking football in his hand as he pumps gas. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so funny to me. So we have the archetypes that they make a point to drill into your head. These are the archetypes in all horror movies. And I think they miss some, but we have the fool, the whore, the athlete, the virgin, and the scholar. And uh, because I play a lot of tabletop RPG games, I see this and I'm like, oh, different classes. We're going to have characters here. So uh, we, uh, I, specifically, developed a tabletop RPG based on this movie because they, like, <laughs> categorize shit like this and we played one for an episode that will be forever the lost episode 
and uh, we'll do it again soon for an episode of High on Horror where we play the TTRPG of Cabin in the Woods. Pretty exciting. The last ep- episode of Omen Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Stories tell of ancient whispers in the dark. You guys fought an evil candy man with horny gummy bears and angry licorice and monsters that made a popcorn. It was awesome. Yeah, it got real weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to play that again. By the way, we need to do that. That'll Fuck yeah, we do. It was so much fun. Um, so we do meet the, like you said, the five roles. Um, and they are invited. Kurt has invited all of them from college to go to his cousin's cabin in the woods uh, for the weekend. <clears throat> so on the way, um, on the way there, they end up stopping at this um, <laughs> absolutely absurd, stereotypical murder shack gas station. Like, as, so- as soon as they get gassed there, you know, it's like, okay, everyone here is dying. And the, yep. <laughs> the most cryptic human being on Earth is the gas station attendant, who, of course, says some mildly racist and chauvinistic shit to them. <laughs> um, but, uh, He's one of my favorite character archetypes from a movie like this, though. He's the harbinger of doom. Yes. Yep. He's there to be like, you're all going to die, fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> And I love him. I love him so much. He's such an asshole. And then later on, he calls. <laughs> oh my god, the phone call is so <laughs> and funny. Just making fun of him the whole time. Am I on speaker? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, man. The humor, the humor plays really well in this movie. I think like, it's actually really funny shit. Like even the small stuff, like when they're like, "Yeah, uh, we're making the blonde dumber through her hair dye." Yeah. To like increase her libido, and he's like, ah, oh, poetic, dumb blonde. <laughs> yeah. So basically, there's like this organization that sets up these like horror movies basically to appease the gods of the old world yeah. and stop them from destroying the planet. <laughs> yeah, so we have to sacrifice five people in some sort of horror movie way, which there's a whole roulette of what horror movie way they're gonna die. And uh, they just need to do it. But there's also multiple countries that this is happening in. So, like, they reveal that Japan lost because their evil, like, evil girl ghost with the hair in front of her face. There's little girls standing in a circle singing about love and friendship and it vanquishes the demon and shit. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, they put it into a fucking frog. Yeah. (laughs) One of the countries had a giant King Kong with horns. Oh, I know. Killed, <laughs> dude. I d- I thought it was so funny when um, Frank Krantzer. What, what did you say his name was? I don't know. The the one guy that you were Richard Jenkins. That's what it was. He he's like leaned into the screen. He's uh, all the little girls are singing and holding hands and shit. He's like, "Fuck <laughs> you, fuck you, fuck you." <laughs> so fucking funny. I need that in a meme form immediately (laughs) and there are like basically two long form plot lines in this movie that intersect at the end so we got like the people in the organization and we have the people going to the cabin in the woods and they're distinctly different movies that are mashed together perfectly in this movie i think that's the real like art of this is how it's actually two movies in one movie that just complement each other 
per like the Work office is a hundred percent comedy and the the horror movies happening on the side i absolutely love the blend i think it's genre bending at its finest yes and so let's let's talk about first of all who here hasn't looked up that mug bong to potentially purchase that thing is amazing it's so cool <laughs> did you find it's, it no no i mean but i know we've all at least tried to find it <laughs> i don't remember trying to find it but that's probably because i did try and find it in a different state of mind so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i remember the first time i saw that i was like okay this character is made for me to love <laughs> like he's he's a badass and he's not having any of their shit the entire time like he's on to them trying to like sacrifice him from the get-go because what they're doing is they're like blasting pheromones and stuff to get people to behave in the way the archetypes they think they fall into but the fool has magical marijuana that prevents that all from happening to him so he's like what the fuck is going on <laughs> Yeah, like the chem department for the for the company. They they like they mess with the girl's hair dye to make her dumb. They're pumping pheromones into the buildings and in, through the forest floor. Right. <laughs> and they they lace this kid's weed, but they missed a bag. So the weed he's smoking is actually making him like hip to everybody's game. <laughs> Dude, I was confused the first time you saw this when the fucking hawk hits that like guardians of the galaxy wall yeah the force field like did you guys have any fucking idea what was going on i remember the first time i watched this movie and i was already like confused i didn't understand what was happening completely and i was like when that happened i was like is this gonna be a weird sci-fi movie like i don't why did why is there a dome around is this like predator like i don't understand what's happening here <laughs> so i do remember being completely flabbergasted uh i think i i don't think i watched it in the theater i think i watched it right when it came out like i red boxed it or something mm-hmm. oh no i got it at blockbuster blockbuster was on its final legs when this was <laughs> a thing it was almost dead and it was like cabin in the woods maybe save us <laughs> so yeah i got it's, that one at blockbuster this is its last like gurgling breath they're like we have skyrim try that i don't know before netflix used its fucking chain bear trap to just (laughs) choke the life out of blockbuster yeah (laughs) yeah i josh do you remember the first time you saw this yeah i saw it at my brother's house right when it came out on dvd he had seen it he watched it like the night before and he hadn't returned it yet and i was like oh let's watch that He's like, this movie's gonna fuck you up. It's not what the commercial makes it look like at all. And so the whole time, I'm just like, what's happening? What? What? <laughs> it was not what I was expected, but I fucking loved every minute of it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am a huge advocate for this film. I love showing people this movie yes. when they haven't seen it. It's This is like one of the most fun... This and Evil Dead and Dawn of the Dead are probably my three favorite horror movies to show people. Yeah, uh, just because it's like the reactions that people give are for this one are fucking hilarious because people are like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yo, you show Evil Dead to people, that's like cruel if they're not horror movie people. <laughs> like, oh yeah, and most I'm people like, are person, that. and that movie's tough for me. Yeah, yeah it's like, like you want to see the most insane shit ever. Here we go. Oh, so brutal. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so 
I love the idea of them going down in the basement and when they finally do, first of all, there's some like weird buildup um, prior to them going in the basement, like the fucked up paintings on the walls and shit, which I thought were just kind of funny because like, and I'm not criticizing, I, I it works, but I kind of feel like they could have just done more like funny character dialogue between them about spooky shit going on as opposed to showing just like random really fucked up paintings. <laughs> I was like that's honestly probably my only critique of this movie was it's like I'd much rather just have the characters talking to each other getting to know them more um there's but a, there's a two-way mirror scene too where our uh I, I guess he's the scholar or the guy who was supposed yeah. to be the scholar is checking out the virgins she starts to get undressed and he hesitates as she's about to take off her top and he goes whoa wait wait sorry i was i'm over here i can see you and that's almost the boob report and what's the there's no point to that two-way mirror nope like, there's never anyone in that room that is like that like that there's a need for a two-way mirror <laughs> i mean maybe not in this movie but it depends on what they get that in the roulette of monsters that it could have mattered at some point yes yeah, i guess now um they do end up uh, like one actually this happens after sorry i'm getting something mixed up they go down into the basement right they hear something in the cellar first of all mad evil dead vibes like well, the, the trap door flies open on its yeah <laughs> the trap door it's literally the exact same house from evil dead this thing flew up with the ferocity of being swung by like a seven foot tall man and they're like Oh, wind must have blew it open. <laughs> Michael Jordan <laughs> pops his head out. He's like, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love when they go down here um, because this is my favorite part outside of the oh shit moment. But like they're all down in this cellar and there's all these little tchotchkes. They're all evil and possessed. Whether it's the puzzle from knockoff Hellraiser whether it's the yeah, conch yeah, shell. It's like a sphere that's like the lament configuration. <laughs> yes. Whether it's the conch shell that will summon the merman. Whether, <laughs> whether it's the ballet music box that summons the little ballerina girl with the lamprey eel face. Uh, let's see, what else? What am I missing? There were uh, so many things in the background, too. Oh, Did my God. Did you guys pause it when you on the rewatch to see if you could see what everything that's on the chart? Um, I've looked up the chart before, and my favorite... I took a, I took a screenshot because I was watching it on my phone. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Dude, there were so many memes, especially in 2020, where it was like that chart, and then it was like, yes. who bet global pandemic? Who bet... <laughs> Killer wasps. Murder hornets. Murder hornets, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll, read, I'll, read, I'll read them off real quick. Because these are, out of everything in the basement, there's, these are how many options they could have picked to be their basically their horror movie like who's their bad guy gonna be it's werewolf alien beast mutants wraiths zombies reptilious clowns witches sexy witches (laughs) demons hell lord angry molesting tree (laughs) giant snake deadites kevin uh, mummy the bride the scarecrow folk Snowman, Dragon Bat, Vampire, disem- uh, Dismemberment Goblins. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> uh, Sugar Plum Fairies, Merman, The Reanimated, Unicorn, The Huron, Sasquatch slash Windigo slash Yeti, 
dolls, the doctors, and zombie redneck torture family. And then uh, jack-o'-lantern giant twins. <laughs> I paused that screen and I made quite a few monsters and some of my own for the game that I made. So, like Evil uh, Candyman. <laughs> I love, first off, we, we need to talk about Kevin. Have you heard the theories related to Kevin? I assume he's Kevin a slasher, McAllister? but who is he? I think it's a serial killer, yeah, but they the only images they have on Cabin in the Woods wiki, like the fandom, is like, it's like a black profile with glasses. So they said that we could have seen Kevin on the, like we could have seen Kevin in the film and not known it, basically, because he just looks like a human. But and later, all these things and more get unleashed upon everybody. <laughs> he apparently is, uh, like, he just looks normal, so he'll, like, lure people away and then murder them. But he's, like, a serial killer. Or he could be a host for a demonic entity. And mm -hmm. I think it's hilarious that Kevin just looks like a completely normal guy. <laughs> that is crazy. Like, I don't know. This movie can't be sequeled, but if it could, like... Ugh, it, like all the monsters and shit got out. It could be prequel, catching all the I monsters and putting them in there. That. Yeah. Well, not even that. I would love to just see a group that lose that they sacrifice successfully. Yeah, that would be cool too. Put like, just give me Kevin on a dope monster. Yeah, Kevin would be cool. I would also, dude, the the, the merman. Merman got his dope kill in this one. Yeah, he, he got. Did. Uh, I like the. Um, I really, really like the dragon bat. I think the dragon bat is fucking hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is. But if I had to face off against one that would just, it would absolutely fucking just, just wreck me. That fucking werewolf is merciless, dude. <laughs> Werewolves are awesome. Dude, so I love cool. werewolves. Um, but apparently there's like the visual guide that came with this. If you bought like the steel book or whatever. And they have they have monsters that are from Left for Dead in it. Oh, as really? some of the oh, yeah. other ones. Yeah, like the, the boomer, the charger, the hunter, the witch, um, the smoker, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I really like the idea of having every monster in cages that they can just like randomly get paired with. I think that's there's a lot of like a lot left on the table for this franchise in my opinion. You could make a bunch of spin-offs of this. Absolutely. And like it would be fucking dope like make a prequel where they figure out who Kevin is and he's like one of the people in the organization and he's killing people and they end up putting him in a cage or something. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, now, what are your guys favorites in this favorite monsters? I like the robot with the saw blades. Dude, the robot's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the music box lady, she was pretty tight too, as I recall. Yes. Lamprey eel ballerina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Teeth face. I think they call her the sugar plum fairy. Um, but, dude, I really, really like the gigantic fucking snake. Yes. The cobra, the king cobra. That is fucking insane. I enjoy the unicorn. The unicorn <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> the unicorn is absolutely hilarious. The unicorn just comes out and gores a man to death. 
I have I, so many like little facts because I watched all the extras on the DVD. I don't know when to interject them, but like oh, it, in that scene, they use like 120 gallons uh, or 120,000. They use so much blood, like so much blood. And like I was watching Joss Whedon walk around on the set where they have like all the monsters come shooting out, and they're like, 90% of our budget goes to this scene where everything jumps out and fucks everybody up. The rest of it was relatively cheap, and we, this is considered a low-budget movie, but this is where we dumped all of our money, is into this right here, and it lasts, I don't know, a second when everybody jumps out and blood goes fucking flying everywhere and shit? Dude, that happened with the merman, too. Yes, yes, I was just about to say, the merman, the blood squirting from the merman was hilarious to read about, like... It went on for like a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like they an had, all or they nothing. They had like thing. one five five gallon drum of uh, or fifty gallon drum of fake blood left, and they're like, "We got it." This scene with the merman for a scene that happens for half a second. <laughs> <laughs> they filmed it and it fucking went till the blood was gone. So it launched blood everywhere for like a half an hour. <laughs> and that was the one that the one uh, one of the main guys in the organization he was like come on grab the conch grab the conch and blow into it because he really wanted a mermaid murder movie i love how bradley whitford has always wanted to see a merman and has never never seen it he bets for it every year (laughs) i love how that one woman's like wait i said zombies and he's like yeah but you didn't say pain worshiping hillbilly zombies they're different (laughs) two separate things (laughs) so funny yeah um so when shit actually does pop off here and they pick up the uh, journal from Patience, one of the pain-worshipping hillbilly zombies, um, first off, let's, let's, we have to reference the husband bulge. That shit is absolutely hilarious. Like, Matthew gets a husband bulge when he exacts pain, the pain of the flesh on his victims. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. And I love... <laughs> fucking the stoner guy's like please do not read the latin draw i'm drawing a line in the sand yeah like he's like no don't do it and they're like quit being such a bitch <laughs> oh, <that's> so good <laughs> yeah I, I love that though that's that's absolutely hilarious um now uh, they do, we get like a really funny hypersexualized scene where they're playing truth or dare and the blonde, AKA the whore or the harlot, she, uh, gets dared to make out with a wolf on the wall. She gets dared to make out with a moose because the guy's so oh, stoned. You can't tell what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love that though. That that seems so funny because again, the stoner is just like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it was a pretty sexy uh, little scene she did there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the horny Power Ranger dance was pretty dope. <laughs> now at this point, uh, Kurt and her decide that they're gonna they're gonna skip out and go have some sex in the woods. Hold on. Really important point. Chris Hemsworth's character is like a physicist. He is not the jock. He's the the what the nerd, not the nerd. The, he's uh, he's the scholar. A, the scholar. He's a sociology major. Either way, yeah, he's the, the smart one. Like he's got better grades than I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why is he acting like an idiot? Yeah. So because they fucked everything up. I don't know how, I don't know how up, pheromones would do that. 
make one specific person act like a jock. Yeah, I don't know, but they like they fucked it up. So like the gods are displeased already. Like things are kind of weird. Like and uh, the organization, I feel like they're like, hey, something's up right now. But then we get the the horny scene. And the virgin's not a virgin either. They're just kind of yeah, they can do with like character traits. Yeah. So uh, they go off into the woods, and we see some boobs, and that's the boob report. Go on. What happens at that point? <laughs> well, yeah. First off, everybody is super hyped because they get to see some titties at work. And they kind of give us a little bit more background about the ancient ones and how they like to see the suffering, and they like to see the sins, like uh, premarital sex and all this shit. And... Um, basically at this point when shit starts to get heavy and they're releasing the pheromones from the ground which is awesome um you see the pain worshiping zombies zombie halilis i'm gonna call them jebediah the one who's got the fucking gigantic like bear trap on a chain like so crazy so such a it looks so painful and he just fucking throws it and hooks onto her back and just like drags her away meanwhile kurt is like fighting off the other pain worshiping zombie and he's like basically being held down while like the the gore here is crazy they he like fishes her towards him and then once she's like within his grasp he's got her and then another one comes up and they have this gigantic fucking saw like the kind you'd use to like cut trees the two person ones and they're standing on both side of her and just fucking start sawing her head off which is insane yeah for a movie that's considered a low budget movie it has like a real pack a punch of actors and writers slash directors so they managed to like make the best of their money and they fucking knocked it out of the park it was the gore and action in this is so solid and it's funny because it's so ridiculous but it's so good it's so good and so we get our first death uh and at this point we cut back down to the burial chamber or the the ritual chamber and you see that her blood is flowing into this like stone tablet that is carved as her character archetype and uh so we see kind of like it it lets us in a little bit more on the storytelling which i thought like overall they do a great job of like keeping pace with the story while also having like compelling kills and things um now at this point kurt runs up and we've got the stoner who is like hearing a voice literally that's like (laughs) go outside for a walk and he's like who the fuck is talking to me (laughs) he heard it when they read the latin he's like read it read it out loud he's like what the fuck is that (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's he's definitely the mvp character and then we get the corniest shit ever from the scholar and the virgin where he's like would it score you points if I told you that I've been having a pretty great night with you so far? I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for this guy to die a horrible death. <laughs> I was like, I want to see him get absolutely butchered by the fucking serpent. <laughs> I didn't even know the serpent existed at this point, and I wanted him to get butchered by it. Bring on the unicorn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the unicorn would actually be hilarious because, like, 
you know that one of the chicks would have been like, oh my god, it's a unicorn, and then it just starts goring her to death. <laughs> stabs her in the eye, and the eye comes through the back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we get some corny-ass dialogue, which is kind of funny, and then, like, uh, the dude, the stoner, is about to get absolutely schwacked by Patience, who is the one who wrote the journal, Patience comes back later in the movie. She's kind of our like through line from start to finish of the two stories, basically. Really, this movie is about patience and her ability to overcome all obstacles to get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was really, really funny. Like she like is closing in on him, like great shot, and then Kurt just runs up and he's like, "Run!" <laughs> 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 they get inside. They start barricading the cabin. And when uh, Jebediah finally opens the door, he just fucking tosses his homegirl's head, like, right in. They're like, oh, shit! <laughs> the other girl catches it. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so great. Um, now, this is where shit, like, goes absolutely bonkers. You think this is as crazy as the movie can get, but Chris Hemsworth decides that he's going to... well. First, they tried to leave through the tunnel because it hasn't been caved in yet. Apparently, there was some kind of miscommunication. They never got the order to blow the tunnel, which I wanted to ask you guys, is that because they are not following those preset um, roles, the the five people, you think? Seems reasonable to thought I, to me. I don't know. Yeah, it se- at one point it seemed like they tried to explain that the stoner, like because he had gotten into the electrical, it had fucked something up. But they also, at the same time, said that it should have blown hours ago, and it hadn't been hours. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that they would have, like, triggered that pretty much as soon as they got to the cabin. But regardless, um, there was a malfunction. There's, like, this oh shit moment where the two guys down in the bunker are, like, doing everything they can to try to make sure that the the tunnel gets blown. And um, they end up blowing the tunnel thankfully but uh when they when the survivor yeah when our when our main characters get out of the tunnel we've got kurt who's like i'm gonna fucking jump this gap with my dirt bike which (laughs) is so fucking hilarious to me did we mention that stoner guy got taken as well oh no we didn't we didn't um tried to fight off a zombie with his bong his cup bong (laughs) To no avail. It had zero effect. So, audience, yeah. uh, audience, we talked about this this bong. It's literally, like, it looks like a telescope, and he, like, smokes out of it, <laughs> and then he breaks it down, and it looks like a mug, and it's awesome. Like a metal metal coffee thermos, basically. It's it's super cool. Um, but, yeah, so we, we, as far as we know, the stoner is dead, because the zombie lady takes him away. And, and the lever. Yeah. So he's, quote unquote, gone. Um, now Kurt is like, I'm gonna freaking jump this ramp. I'm gonna ramp this. I've hit bigger jumps than this. And when I come back, I'm bringing choppers and cops and guns, like big ass guns. <laughs> he gives this like rousing speech, and he's like, even if I have to limp there, 
and he goes for it. And they have this like really epic, grandiose like save the day music playing when he when he does the jump, <laughs> and he just fucking splatters against the force field wall. And then not just that, but as he falls, the whole way down, his head is just hitting the wall like in a forever death spiral down into like the abyss. Which is so funny to me. It's so funny. It's foreshadowing from the bird. And, like, when you see the bird die, you don't think that shit's going to come back. Like, it may come back, but you don't expect it to be the death of Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The only problem was they showed that death in the trailer for the movie. They show You couldn't tell who it was, but they showed the bike crash into the wall. Oh, that's lame. I know the first trailer is different from the second trailer because I like did all this research. I did this in episode twenty-two <laughs> of the Dis Dump. They like the first trailer was strictly like this is a slasher movie, and then like after it had come out, the trailers were like okay, kind of the cat's out of the bag here. So they started showing a little bit more of like the guys in the lab coats and things like the guy hitting the force field with his motorcycle and shit. So it is fucked up if you hadn't seen the movie like opening day in the theater, you kind of got a little bit of that if you caught more trailers. Yeah. Yeah, they always do that shit. Yeah, I... That's one thing. Any movie, any horror movie that doesn't give away the whole plot in the trailers is automatically a better horror movie. Yes. Big fan of that. 200%. Yeah, so Kurt explodes, basically. (laughs) And <laughs> and then at this point, uh, <laughs> what is the other guy's name? Holden? I don't yeah. know. That sounds right. Holden. Uh, he is <laughs> like giving this speech about how they're going to survive and this, that, and the other. And spoiler alert. Yeah, don't fall apart on me now. You're yeah. all I got. And she's like, oh, you're all, I, you're all I got too. And he just takes a fucking blade through the middle of his mouth mid-sentence. <laughs> oh my god, dude. So funny. Holy shit. And then they immediately hit the water. Like, they wreck and hit the water and it's like, boom. Uh, Evil Dead. Mad Evil Dead vibes. But I guess Evil Dead was came out the remake came out after this. Yeah, that one came out in 2013. I just looked it up. So they stole it from Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> oh shit! That same exact scene is in the Evil Dead remake when she crashes her car into the swamp. Um, but yeah, super great. And she's so she's like, she wakes up in the in the flooded vehicle and she like goes to swim out and it grabs her foot. We get a little jump scare. And she ends up getting away from the murder zombie, sadistic murder zombie. And um, at this point, we have uh, the return of the king, Marty. Our... No, my, my favorite scene happens first, which is, it turns out that as long as everyone dies and the virgin's last, the virgin doesn't technically need to die for this ceremony to go forth. So they start celebrating in the control room <laughs> with everybody. <laughs> Keep on rolling by REO Speedwagon's <laughs> bottles <laughs> while this girl is getting beaten to death <laughs> by a zombie man on a dog <laughs> for like five minutes. Yeah, oh my was God, so I fucking funny. Like, it's, <laughs> there's... <laughs> And they're like, sorry about your luck. Next time you'll get the merman. And he's like, I just want to see the merman. <laughs> <laughs> I I also forgot to mention, I think we skipped this, but before the scholar does die, they're like chilling in the house at one point, him and, and Dana, the virgin. And 
they were like, I forget exactly what they were even talking about, but basically he gets hooked from above at one point, and we find out that the pain zombies. Oh yeah, he gets bear trapped. Yeah, and we find out the ba- the pain zombies literally can't be killed. They have to basically be chopped to pieces in order to be rendered like no longer deadly. And even later, uh, we actually see one of the pain zombies just hand murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, hand. <laughs> but um, let's talk about the all hell breaks loose moment. So our two survivors, the Virgin and the Stoner, are like the only way to go. The only way to get out of here is to go through whatever the elevators are that are like that brought these things up to us. So they get on and they go down, and we're about to enter the best part of the movie. Um, the drinking game that I played for this, for um, Cabin in the Woods, I'm mean, going to have to look up the rules, but I remember particularly it was the, um, like, one of the rules was when, when shit hits the fan, chug your drink. And in parentheses, it's like, you'll know when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> You played a drinking game when you were watching this? Not this time, but uh, in the in the past, because this is like um, for me, this movie is a must watch every Halloween. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> tequila is my lady. I love how he's <laughs> he like interrupts what he's saying. I know he's this rousing speech <laughs> about the mortality of humans and like is this all worth it and blah blah blah. And then someone mid sentence, someone walks in with tequila and he's like, "Tequila is my lady." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the rule I found it says all hell literally breaks loose. <laughs> Finish your beer. Um. But yeah, great drinking game movie. Great party movie. Uh, it's got a lot of rewatchability, which is why I'm, I'm a big fan of it. But um, So they go down, and uh, at this point, like I'll, I'll just mention that Patience Buckner, the, one of the zombie trio, ends up getting on another elevator following them down. So she's in the facility. And they are in these like opaque prison cells. I like to think of them as Ikea-furnished, Swedish humane prison cells. <laughs> and um, basically, they're, like, floating around, like, on this, like, three-dimensional conveyor belt. Think, like, an Amazon warehouse. This is, like, the kind of tech they got in there. Except <laughs> instead of all your packages, it's literally every relic of Satan. Like, every monster you could possibly think of. They're just, like, coming by them. And um, I... I Forgot to mention three that I really liked or four. They're like the white mask people that I think are vampires, but yeah. they're in like black robes. They're I thought they were fucking... like cannibals, like a yeah, society they, they... of bad guys. I thought they were like the strangers. I thought they were kind of like the strangers too, but one of them had a fucking robe on, and I was like, he's got to be a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, but... I think when they show in the security cameras, you can see them like duct taping people's hands and stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I thought were they the ones pouring gasoline on people? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, people called. I love it. Oh my God. Yeah, we so, do see the Hellraiser esque people. He has saw blades in his face instead of nails. It's so yes. cool though. Like, and, yeah, it is cool. And he like definitely takes on the role of Pinhead. Like later on, he's just like looking down at people, like, mm-hmm. Like he knows what's up the whole time. I gotta find his name, but it's a ridiculous one. It's like something Lord of Pain. <laughs> Hold on, I'll I'll uh I'll figure that out here in a second. But 
basically, um, so we get like a little taste of some of the other ones that they had, which is awesome because they all look great. Like the effects work on all of these monsters is awesome. I would be happy to watch a movie about any one of these monsters, especially the fucking robot thing that you've mentioned, Josh. Can you imagine that as a horror movie, that thing just hunting you down? Oof. I would love that. His oh. name is Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. Yes, Fornicus. <laughs> Fornicus. Oh my god. Yes. Like, I've actually sat down and looked at all of these names on that board for a long time, and it never gets old. It's always interesting. Um, but yeah, so then we have, like, at this point, they send in basically SWAT after them like it's like the security forces and so you got all these dudes in kevlar and with machine guns and they are just lighting up this little like toll booth kind of thing that our two main characters are hiding in and they're like we got to kill both of them if we have to but they have to die because like we mentioned earlier the fucking grudge children the grudge girl got sentenced to the life as a frog by the children (laughs) the school children and um so they're freaking out and at that point they just see this big ass red button that says uh override purge and yeah that big red button literally ends the world pretty much they open like it delivers all the beasts into the lobby which i don't understand why you would ever have that button in the first place at what point do you ever want all of those things in the lobby if the survivors like, get there, bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, it literally is so crazy. Like the the moment where the elevator just ding and then everything explodes out <laughs> like the tree attacks someone. There's a fucking cobra that comes and attacks. You got the robot. That's oh my so god, good. I fucking it's... love that shit. Like that's that's the payoff of the movie is when that shit yes. happens. The yes. werewolves running around. <laughs> oh my god. Fucking ripping people apart. Dude. Well, it's crazy too because it's like such a cool blend. I always love when it's actually done right. I love seeing soldiers fight like evil entities and get their ass beat. <laughs> like if you can, if you do that properly, that's why I love aliens so much. Is like, it's like equipped soldiers still getting stunted on by the xenomorphs, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like it's, it's so fun because... You always imagine when you're in a horror movie, you're like, oh, I could probably survive this. It's like, no, these people are armed and trained and they're getting fucked. <laughs> like, Jason goes know. to hell is the only time they win. <laughs> but yeah, so all hell breaks loose and, oh man, what a, what a scene. One of my favorite horror movie scenes, period. I think it's got to be like a top, a top tier scene uh, for how much blood, how much chaos there is, how many different cool monsters they are and so squad one is dispatched so then they send squad two in and squad two gets there and they're like finishing up some stragglers there's like fucking body parts falling down off the ceiling all the walls are blood everything's coated in blood there's just dead bodies everywhere and the soldiers start engaging the zombies and the fucking second round of monsters comes in (laughs) and holy shit dude like that's when you're like, okay, they're not getting out of this. Like, no one's surviving from this compound. Dragon Bat. <laughs> Dragon Bat is fucking shit up, dude. Can you imagine? Dragon Bat, Dragon Bat in the woods would be a fucking menace. Like, yeah, 
that thing that thing was super deadly in the freaking hallways of that underground compound but like imagine you're just running out of the woods and dragon bat descends upon you oh my God. <laughs> like i want a dragon bat movie i'm not kidding <laughs> That's awesome. what D and D's about to be the new D and D movie. That's what it is. It's Dragon Bat. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I am there for it. Um, but yeah, so it was that like at this point, it's just a nonstop bloodbath. You're seeing so many different people. We see the Sugar Plum Fairy, uh, Lamprey old girl roll in. We've got Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain, who's up in this mother. We've even got a straight up unicorn goring a dude to death uh, clown murdering someone um, which I love that scene where she's like fucking lighting him up with a pistol and he just like is laughing walking towards her yeah that, clown, that clown's pretty creepy and I'm not scared of clowns <laughs> yeah um, but yeah there's there's so fucking many um, which ones am I missing that are definitely notable like I know there's the fucking mermaid. <laughs> the mermaid oh dude yes <laughs> the, mermaid the mermaid kills the guy who always wants to see a mermaid <laughs> the poetry dude guys the top fandom comment on here I need to be fucked <laughs> that's the top comment on the cabin in the woods wikipedia page cool okay people, people thirsty as fuck in these comments <laughs> It's like it's, someone just responds, please go outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about the gigantic tentacle that bursts through the ceiling and takes that <laughs> one lady? Real. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, there's there's a ton. You know, another one that would really suck is the straight-up poltergeist race wraith that is, like, they see when they first get lowered in. I'd be like, dude... At least the other ones, like the the pain zombies, you can like eviscerate their bodies until they're no longer a threat. What the hell are you gonna do to that fucking thing? <laughs> You're gonna get a bunch of Asian girls and stand them in a circle around it. <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> sing about friendship. There's gotta be something you can do. <laughs> they got it down there, so there's gotta be something you can do. Was the Grinch sure. in one of those cages? Let's be real. They'd put the Grinch right. in there. I feel like he has to be. <laughs> I feel like he has to be, for sure. Um, Does Sigourney Weaver come in at this point? Is this where Sigourney comes in? Yeah, this is where she comes yeah. over the PA system. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, these comments. I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading you this one. It says, <laughs> this is the top one on the Fornicus Cabin in the Woods wiki page. I'm 15 years old, and after watching the movie, I cannot stop thinking about Fornicus. He's so hot, I dream of solving the puzzle and summoning him to chain me and rape my ass. I'd take it. His breath on my neck would erect my own penis, and I know he'd do something about it. It turns me on so much. And so it just comments, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot (laughs) someone also goes I want him him and Pinhead to turn me into a chain sickle (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ bro anyways um (laughs) yeah so uh we at this point they decide that they're gonna try to find another way out of here and 
before they run into Scurdy Weaver, they accidentally stab uh, Greg, whatever. Bradley Whitford. No, Bra- Bradley Whitford. What's the other one? I keep forgetting his fucking name. Step Brothers. Richard Jenkins, yeah. <laughs> um, so she, like, turns a corner and accidentally stabs him. And I love how his last words are like, please kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also love the uh, love the zombies. Big fan of the zombies, and big fan of the dude who gets assaulted. The guy who reminds me of Michael Michael B. Jordan with a mustache. <laughs> yeah, he gets taken out by like scarecrow people. <laughs> dude, yeah, scarecrow squad rolls deep on that dude, and he fucking detonates himself with a grenade. <laughs> yeah, it's so sick. I was like, yeah, bro, get it. Hell yeah logistically awesome. just creating this scene like having so many makeup and special effects people on set like that had to be a feat it's like running a city of people it's like everyone know your job and do your job by this time so that we can shoot and these people can do their jobs like it's like game of thrones like just thousands of people collaborating and making like one to two days of shooting happen it's like the one dude and you gotta just... be watching your back for Joss Whedon the whole time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a real monster on set. Um, apparently, they had they used close to a thousand people to turn into one of the sixty different monsters that they use in the film. Holy um, shit! Which is absolutely insane. Um, hats off to AFX Studio who did the. Uh, special effects work on this movie. It's absolutely amazing. All the prosthetics and costuming and stuff. It's so cool. Um, But yeah. All shit breaks loose. And then we get Sigourney Weaver. Random as fuck. Like, (laughs) totally did not need to be anybody famous here. (laughs) They had her for a day and they're like, well, why would we not use Sigourney? Yeah, true. Um, also, did you guys know that there was supposed to be a tie-in um, from Left 4 Dead in this... Uh, I think it was supposed to be in the game. Yeah, it was supposed to be DLC based on the movie settings for Left 4 Dead 2. But they did not... They canceled it, which is kind of lame. But then Valve did allow them to use those monsters to fill the cells at the end. Like I had mentioned earlier. Yeah, that timeline makes sense because I think Left 4 Dead 2 came out in 2010 when this movie originally was supposed to come out. Dude, Mm -hmm. that game was unstoppable when it came out too. Everyone was like, yo, Left 4 Dead is my game. Loved that game. It's so good. (laughs) They recently made like a a, spiritual... Act for Blood. Is that what it is? I want to play that shit. Is it good? Honestly, dude, as someone who loves Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, it's really not that good. But I only played it in beta, but I was not impressed. And I'm a huge fan of those games. Like, I totally thought I was going to be in on it, but I was out after I played the beta. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's just not the same. And I mean, the zombies, that the, the monsters and stuff that they had in the original Left 4 Dead games are just better than the ones they have in Back 4 Blood. Yeah. But yeah, um... So at this point, Sigourney Weaver does some exposition and tells us what's going on and that uh, the Virgin can survive, but she needs to murder Marty the Stoner. And what did you guys think about this? What did you think about the decision? Uh, I mean, it's logical, but it didn't really suit her character that well. No. 
I just, yeah. anytime that the plot is or the world is going to end doesn't really do it for me. So, like, yeah, like, I guess if we just talk about the very end of it, it, like, the end of the world happens. So it's like, okay, so then that was that. Like, I don't know. It, it feels anticlimactic. It's like when you get to the end of a crazy movie and they go, it was aliens the whole time, or it was just a dream. Like, it kind of feels like that level of, like, cop-out to a finale does that make sense yeah it was very sudden it felt very sudden even though no good sorry i was just gonna say even though they kind of like um lead up to it the whole film and they're alluding to the ancient ones and all the shit um it did just feel like a very quick wrap-up i honestly don't even i wouldn't have really even needed a wrap-up to the story about the sacrifices if they had just had like the characters get killed by monsters yeah, I think there could have been like a different reason for the organization to exist, like the gods that it wanted to destroy the world. Like, I don't think it should have been as catastrophic. You could have made it something. It's like a competition between countries or something. Yeah, and then the fucking <laughs> that would have honestly been funnier. Magmo from fucking War of the Monsters is the main <laughs> destroyer. Like, come on, <laughs> dude. I know. I thought the same thing, Miles. When I saw that hand pop up. <laughs> And uh, Sigourney Weaver gets bit by the werewolf, right? She does. She does indeed. I would love a Sigourney Sigourney Weaver spinoff werewolf film where she's just a werewolf. Yeah, I mean that's it. That's the if the the word werewolf is in the in the description, I'm in. Like, let's do it. Except for Twilight, (laughs) didn't get into those yet, but someday. Anyway, yeah, werewolf. The werewolf is so good in this movie. We already talked about it, but I just can't get over how he's like dog soldiers level awesome werewolf. Oh yeah, he's a bad. He's a bad man. He just sneaks up behind the virgin girl and bites the shit out of her. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bad dog, dude. <laughs> Honestly, um, a question for you guys. First off, thoughts on a prequel. Would you be in on it? 200%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, okay. Second question. Who is the must-see in your prequel? Who's your monster that you would love to see? And it doesn't even have to be one that they've shown. Like, anything from any... From any you know medium that you would love to see on a cabin in the woods type movie. I feel like it wouldn't be a cabin in the woods movie if you only got one. Like if it's gonna be related to cabin in the woods, you need a bunch of them. So like I was saying, Kevin could be like a little subplot going on, and uh, who doesn't want to see more of like horny blade face man? I forget what you called it. What his name was. Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. I thought he was good because, like, he definitely knew what was up the whole time. Like, I don't know. He's the only one that really stands out as, like, not aggressively murdering people. Like, he does murder people, but he's not, like, chasing after people. Like, boo! Like, he's, he's, he's like, yep, we need to make this happen right now. <laughs> uh, I think... I'd for... like to see a Bigfoot. That would be cool. Someone in half vertically. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Uh, I don't know. Did we see Reptilius? Yeah, we see him it's very snake. briefly. No, no. He's like a humanoid creature, but is a reptile. Reptile. I would be down to see him. Mortal Kombat. I would 100% be down. He's only on a monitor briefly, but I would be... I love, like, those crazy fucking monsters. Like, I also would be down to see Sexy Witches. I'm always down to see sexy witches at all times. I want a beholder. I'm always down for a beholder. Yeah. 
D and D. What's a beholder? D and D is a beholder. Is giant like giant eyeball. With a oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys fought one in the D and D episode. Yeah. I yes, yes, yes. Face fucked okay. its dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever Googled real life angels? <laughs> or like, or, I'm sorry, it's called bib- biblically accurate angels. No. Dude, okay, I need both of you to get Google that. That's what I want to see. Basically, think of like a Lovecraftian Cthulhu style crazy ass creature, like a billion eyes, a bunch of wings. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> That's like Devil May Cry shit. Yeah. Yeah. Those are biblically accurate angels, apparently. Some of these are pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like can you imagine one of these things? Like I don't want actually no, I don't want to imagine one of these things. These things are fucking horrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are crazy. Anyway, yeah. So one of these dope. this this is the monster I I choose. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. So anyways, definitely biblically accurate ang- angels horrifying um <laughs> i just sent you guys a funny picture <laughs> <laughs> but what what else what else you guys got to say about this before we we close this one down and give it a rating excellent movie super good time i uh i owned it on dvd i opened it for episode 22 of the disc dump and then instead of taking notes on it i was like i know this movie back to front so i just made this game it was a really profound experience for me I'm really excited to share it with you guys, but like this movie is if this movie inspired me to make a game from scratch, that's a good fucking movie. Agreed. I think this is honestly one of the best modern horror movies. Period. Like if Yeah, you... I can't imagine not liking this movie. Yeah, like if you love the genre, then you should love this movie. And I have heard people their major complaint is the ending. It's like, yeah. oh, it was all for nothing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but realistically, the mo- the horror movies where everyone dies, most of the time are honestly better than the ones where it's like one person gets away. It's all about yeah. the journey, not the destination, bro. <laughs> for real, bro. What do you think, For Jack? real, bro. I loved it. I think it's great. I think uh, if, you, if you like horror and somehow have not seen this movie, you're really missing out. Because it is a little bit of a hidden gem just because it didn't do that well at the time that it came out. So there are still a lot of people who haven't seen this movie. So they definitely need to check it out. It's fantastic. Actually, I got to grab... I just bought this one on Steelbook, like the 4K UHD. Because I was like, this is a movie I watch every year. I need to own this. And let me grab the case so I can show you guys. It's really cool. One second. Mine came with like one of those cardboard condoms on it, like the DVD condoms. It's just for no reason. It has little locks on the like, on the DVD case, and uh, usually I'm like, "What's the fucking point of these things?" But mine's like holographic, and you move it, and it shows all the different monsters coming out of the windows, of the well, cabin yeah. in the woods, and shit. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I always love physical media when they do cool shit like that. It's the only reason to own it, and the extras. Yep. <laughs> but even like Hulu okay. now is like putting all the extras on and and HBO. Yeah, and shit. Disney does a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the cover. It's just like them, it's kind of like outlined standing in. Oh, sorry, it's probably. I just reflected. see Josh. God damn it! 
You're welcome. <laughs> oh, cool. That is and cool. Then, <laughs> and then when you pull the bottom down, it's got the guys next to the with the screens of all the the characters, the guys in the lab, which I thought was pretty sweet. It's got like Stranger Things vibes. Yeah, it's even got the uh, it's got Marty with this cup too on it. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then the back is cool. It's like all the different monsters coming through the elevator door. Oh wow, dude, yeah. fuck yeah, you made a good purchase there. Yeah, I was like, I don't my my plan now is to own Steelbook, like copies of like my favorite stuff that I will definitely rewatch, not just have like everything like I did with DVDs and Blu-rays. And I've been doing pretty good on it. I got like aliens and scream and this and terminator 2 and lord of the rings extended trilogy and top gun maverick and that's it that's all the movies i own on uhd but i have uh i have reservoir dogs and it's like a gasoline can and it's so cool it's only the dvd but it's the steel book of the dvd i'm still that's awesome yeah like that you pull the handle of the gas can and then like you can pull out the dvds and shit it's so cool (laughs) yeah but um Okay, let's rate this. I think I have a strong feeling on what we're rating this because we picked this as our one-year anniversary, and we all <laughs> love this movie and haven't really had any real criticism for it through the whole film. Like, was there anything that you guys wish was better about this movie? The end. Yeah, just okay. the end. Yeah, yeah, but which, which honestly is only like ten seconds. So yeah. So how many? <laughs> Uh, you know, thermos bongs are we going to call this? Like, that's the only rating system to be had here. How many thermos <laughs> bongs? Josh? Uh, five. Definitely five. Like, the ending's not bad enough to where it dings any points for me. Yeah. I'm also definitely going five. Five husband bulges for this one. <laughs> I was going to go merman. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, no, I I mean, I can't say enough good about this movie. I love it. I'm so happy that we got to cover this on the show. This has been one since day one that I was like, I know for a fact I will definitely want to cover this one because it's a movie that I really genuinely believe if, if you like any horror at all, it's a must-watch film. Fuck yes. Five out of five. Kakaw. 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 Kakaw Shaw rides again. <laughs> <laughs> so, audience, uh, thank you for joining us for a whole fucking year. This is so awesome that we got to do this. Like, I just, I'm still in awe of, like, how we got here, what this journey has been to make this show, where we've been, how many people actually, like, listen to us chuckleheads fucking talk about movies like it's like such a great experience to do this with you guys and to have the audience so thank everybody for making this happen because if we didn't have an audience and we were not interesting like i feel like this would have already died by now so yeah i'm really amazed we made it to a year and we are going strong yeah we appreciate all the support the show oh hell yeah it's been a blast Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes <laughs> of Miles giving the boob report. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. There's like it's there's too many good times to even quote them all. Like ah, oh, we've been having fun. So if you enjoy the show, check us out on the socials H on H Pod wherever you get your social media. Make sure to review and like us. Give us all the stars. Give us all the stars, you, you sweet, sweet person. We're horny for stars. Give them to us. 
And um, yeah, we, it it'll, gives us the husband's bulge. It gives us the husband's bulge. <laughs> and uh, if you want a shirt, go to uh, hhpod.threadless.com. Get yourself a She's So Hot shirt. The logo. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a boob report. What else do we got on there? Uh, we have Sloppy Breakfast. We got uh, the skunk. Yeah. We got all sorts of shit. Yeah, check it out. Get in on the inside Leave joke. Leave us alone! <laughs> That's who I want to be in the prequel, Cabin in the Woods, is the skunk. Dude, when we all got together, like, this show, this silly thing we do on microphones across this entire country, we all came together and met in person and fucking threw tricycles at skunks. It was awesome. <laughs> this land is your land. <laughs> this land is my land. The boob report. <laughs> and the dick report, too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Awesome. Break into some musical numbers. It's been a year. We're yeah. allowed to do that now. The musical episode is going to come when we run out of ideas. We're just going to sing a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do Little Shop of Horrors and sing the whole time. <laughs> so it's been It's been very fun, for real. It's always... And I've, I've watched some good movies that I would probably have not watched otherwise um, because of the show. So that's been fun. Hell yeah. In the, year, in the year that we've been covering this, what has been your favorite movie that you have not seen? Because hmm. I'll be honest, I liked the fucking French film that we watched, High Tension. That movie yeah. fucking ripped, man. Holy yeah, shit, that movie was awesome. Yeah, thanks. That was awesome. I, I'm glad I picked that one and we were able to come together and watch it because you guys would never have fucking found that shit on your own. This is very true. And now I'm like, oh man, I need to get more into, like, there's a lot of other, like, foreign horror that's come out and it's my blind spot. I'm like, oh. Yeah, get maybe this. you'll hear some of it on our next episode. <laughs> Gonjinom. Ghost Asylum. <laughs> Um, I think for me, if we're going to exclude Antlers, because there's just a special place in my heart for sitting and watching movies with you boys, um, that was also, it was so good. That movie's so good. That's one of my favorite horror movies immediately. But uh, The Blob, back in the day, The Blob was so solid. I really liked that one. It is great. All of the people that worked on The Blob are working on Nightmare on Elm Street 3 that I'm watching right now. Oh, no. It feels the same. Does it? Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, no, in a good way. Uh, mine's probably Night of the Demons. I really like that fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Chris, you missed out on that one. You gotta watch it. Night of the Demons was awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That sounds good. I'll check it out for show. Other what? than that, probably Hereditary was the... Oh, yeah. One that I never saw. Oh, oh yeah. dude. Just wait. We're gonna... Up movie. <laughs> we're still gonna... We're still gonna do Midsummer at some point. Because I'm interested... In, it's a very divisive movie. Some I'm bad. I'm, I'm in love it. with Florence Pugh. Oh, She's yeah, like, man. Did you oh, see yeah. that? Speaking of real life horror, did you see that they had to pull Shia LaBeouf from the movie they were doing together because it was for Florence Pugh's safety? Yeah, but then he do- he sent out a bunch of texts from Olivia Wilde, like proving that that wasn't true. Oh, really? That that's just what she said. That was the reason he was fired. He left because he didn't think they were given enough time to rehearse, and then she like begged him to come back over text message. Oh, interesting. Didn't know that. Wow. Still, I didn't, I like so Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in Don't Worry, Darling? Yeah, he was supposed to be Harry Styles' character. Huh. Holy and shit, I'm so it. happy it's not Shia LaBeouf in that role. And then now the three of them all hate each other because they were all fucking one another or whatever. 
Yeah, and Olivia Wilde is paying Florence Pugh way less than Harry Styles because she's dating uh, her. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. A lot of lot of drama around that movie. I want to see it. Good for Harry Styles. He's, he's making out golden on all of this. Bro. Switch places, bro. (laughs) Tag me in. (laughs) I know, right? What a life he leads. Real burden, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's close this shit down. Thank you all for listening, and remember, life is tough, so why not get high on horror?